This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by BadMagics.com. BadMagics.com, more than just an online journal or clothing line, BadMagics.com is a lifestyle brand dedicated to keeping you fresh from art to the music to the gear. BadMagics.com, shout out to the magic man. BadMagics.com, defenders of the true school. Yo, what up? I'm your boy Lawrence G. And this is your boy Joey Burnham. And this is the, the Grown, grown Ass, Ass Man Hip Hop Show, where we talk about love, life, and grown man shit. And everything in between. Yo, we got a real interesting show lined up for y'all today. Uh, the day's theme is hashtag more doctors, less rappers. We also going to break down in verses. We're actually going to sit down and talk about Nas and uh, Illmatic versus It Was Written. And I got a Dear Rap Guy coming up for y'all later on in the show. But before we get into all that, my Nika. Hello, hello. Joey Burnham, what's the deal? Nothing at all. Just chilling, relaxing, and minding my own business. That's what's up, man. So how was your week, man? Boring. Period. <laughs> it's just boring. Just a boring week. But I'm glad to be alive, so I'm good. That's what's up. Well, um, my week was shitty. I, I have no interesting things to say about my week you need why to was your by. week shitty my week was shitty uh because my wife has got me on a cleanse okay uh basically i break down the cleanse it's a diet mm-hmm. and the first five days uh there's a there's a banned list of foods you can't eat and uh but specifically i remember no caffeine no sugar no pork no beef uh and no dairy products and I was all cool with that. And then I realized probably about Wednesday that it, oh, it's a 12-week diet. Mm-hmm. It's 12 weeks. Okay. And so this is day five. Actually, this is day six. So the day is like no nut butters, which basically is like I can't eat peanut butter and Nutella and almonds and shit like that. So okay. I got almond milk at the house that I can't eat. Okay. So a drink or have, and I love cereal. Yeah. But anyway, I like almond milk. I have a lot of that. So I fuck with almond milk. Real niggas fuck shit. with that almond milk. Yeah, real niggas fuck with almond milk. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, about Wednesday, I, you know, she told me it was a cleanse, but I didn't hear that Monday. Yeah, I hit. I didn't hear the word cleanse Monday, but I felt it Wednesday, and I was like, oh shit, this is really a cleanse. So yeah, yeah. Just flushes all this shit out. That's what I need to do. Get like, my get my shit back together. I'm out, I'm out of shape. I need to get my shit back right. So yeah, man, that's 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 how my week has been. Uh, your niece is doing great. Okay, that's what's up. Uh, I got a birthday coming up on the thirteenth. This is true. Uh, trying to figure out what I want to do. You know, I don't really celebrate birthdays like that. I'm just like like every going? year. Every year she asks me, "What do you want to do for your birthday?" Because you know she's a birthday person. She'd be all excited and shit. And like she like have shit to do, she will have like like uh we like she celebrated her birthday for like a whole damn week. Yeah, and she like had shit planned like every damn day of that week. Me, she be like, "What you want to do on your birthday?" I be like, "Uh, 
Hmm. Uh, oh no, let me see. Not die. <laughs> Hopefully, I make it. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying. So yes, that uh, like a a good birthday to me is let me alone. Just <laughs> leave me the fuck alone. That's a good birthday to me. Let me play video games and stare at the wall and don't irritate me. That's a good birthday to me. But see, I'm getting to the point now that I want to do stuff. Like you know what I'm saying? Because she kind of got me in that mind frame like she kind of she beat it into me for all these years so finally it's kind of like i want to do something but it's like i don't know what the fuck i want to do i kind of do it i'm gonna tell you what i do when 50 cent is actually you know coming to town and i, I might do that that's he's coming in on my birthday i think i might do that um uh, snoop dogg is coming in snoop dogg and wiz khalifa the uh uh I forget what the, what the name of the tour is, but they come and they come with Janae Aiko and Kevin Gates, and that's I'm like I might just tell her to buy me those tickets for my mm-hmm. birthday, and we do that because I think they come in like June, so I want to do that. I like really want to take it to a rap concert. You know, my wife is not a rap chick. Yeah, I really just want to take it to a rap concert and see what she does. But you know, that's pretty much that's pretty much how things have been going, man. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm shitting a lot. And I don't know what to do with my life, in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, decisions, decisions, decisions. Shitty, shitty, shitty. Um. Yeah, man. So the high road, North American tour. Yeah, that's it. The high road. That's it. That's it. Where's Khalifa and Snoop Doggy Dog? Yeah, man. That's 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 kind of what I want to do, man. But yo. Um, let's get into the show, oh, man. Wow, wow, yippee, oh, yippee, yeah. Let's get into the show, man. Um, like I said, you know, today's theme is uh, hashtag more doctors, less rappers. So I want to turn my attention to you SoundCloud ass spamming my Twitter page, spamming my Facebook page as listening to my mixtape ripping beats off youtube as no name ass rappers for a minute i want to talk to them joe are you talking to me right now i'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a hypocrite because i'm talking to me too i know right but no I, but no uh no I'm, I'm talking to these niggas i'm talking specifically to these niggas um specifically I just want to tell you guys something. I just really want to just get in your ear right quick. Let me talk to you. Get close. Get close. I know some of you niggas don't have daddies. and Your friends don't love you. And your girl is afraid to tell you the truth. And your mama is proud because she's just glad you stopped selling dope. And you actually got off the couch to do something with your life, nigga. But I want to tell you something. I want to tell you. I'm going to be your daddy right now. I want to tell you something. Listen. Come here, son. Sit down. Let me talk to you. Son, I've been seeing you've been out here trying to jump in the rap game and you know, I'm proud of you for showing some initiative to get something in your life going, but uh son, your bars is shit. Yeah. Your bars is whack. You need somebody to crush your goddamn dreams. <laughs> <laughs> your bars is doo-doo, son. And I need you to go to school and do something productive with your life. Maybe you can take that drive and talent and you can put it into something Parallel else. Parallel that shit into something else. Maybe you could be a plumber, a doctor, a lawyer, a mechanic, 
just step away from the goddamn microphone. Delete your motherfucking SoundCloud page, please. Yeah, I just that's I, for the whackness. That's for the whackness. For the rest of y'all, that's 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 not whack. The real for the real ones, you know. Push ahead, keep going forward, keep doing your thing. But if you one of them whack ones, then you need to find something else, nigga. And I want, and we need to get all the whack. It's too many whack niggas in the game right now. We need the the culture don't need no more whack niggas in the game. We need we need uh to get a surplus on good hip hop. But but I also want to say this to uh to the MCs out there and to the ones that's that's really making that push and really trying to make it and actually putting out good music. I need you to recognize your space in the game. I need you to recognize that everybody is not going to be Jay-Z. Yeah. You know, it seems like that's what we... Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) It seems like that's what we aspire to be when we rap. It's like the first thing you want to be... It's like if you're an R&B singer, you want to be Beyonce. If you're a rapper, you want to be Jay-Z. Which is wonderful. It's wonderful to aspire to that. And try to. Don't not try. Continue to aim for Jay-Z and Beyonce. But but let me just say this. But Jay-Z's role is Jay-Z's role. He got there with that that was for him. And honestly and truthfully, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be real with you. We don't need another Jay-Z in the game. We need you to recognize your lane and work your lane. See, that was the beautiful thing about Sean P. Yeah, Sean P. He stayed in his lane. He did his thing. He made his lane his lane. And he didn't try to be anybody else. He knew his capabilities and he knew what he could do and he went for it and that's what he did. We got this, Joe, we got this real messed up um, thing in hip-hop that everybody got to get to this certain level of money and everybody got to get to this certain level of fame and status. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And, And it's not necessarily the way. It's like... Number one, everybody ain't gonna make it. I'm sorry. Even the dopest rapper, even the dopest rapper in the game, bro, you ain't gonna you you might not make it. Some of y'all ain't gonna make it. I ain't, I'm not even gonna say I agree. I'm not even gonna say might. I'm gonna I say agree. some of y'all ain't gonna make it. And that's all facets of, of life. Right. There are some people who will chase their dreams and goals and aspirations and succeed. Then there are other people that, that will fall off. And that's that's life. Right. That's life, and that's just the way it is. So it sucks, but but see, in this in this uh in this whole social media age right now, it's like everybody want to be a damn star, and it's like like it, some people don't even want fifteen minutes of fame; they will take like seven and a half seconds of fame, yeah, and and, and try to blow up off of it. You know what I'm saying? But see, I, I did a little research on this uh, all week trying to prepare for this show, and uh, I couldn't really find. Real substantial statistical evidence. I found a bunch of articles. I found a bunch of articles. I read a bunch of articles on why rap on why niggas rap careers would fail. But there's no like numbers on um the odds of you becoming a famous rapper. Now, hence what I'm saying, pay attention to the word. I said famous. We're speaking Jay-Z level right here. The, the the odds of you becoming a Jay Z, the next Jay Z, are one and ten million. Let that marinate. One and ten million. And then I'm gonna hit you. Over, and, hit, and what was your source for this? One actually, my source million? was actually from uh, I think it was S H 
ssh.com and it was a fat joe article from about 2008 and he was talking about how everybody wants to be a rapper and how everybody wants to uh, get in the game and realize how hard it is and that the chances of becoming a rapper are one in 10 million yeah and he would know and he, he <laughs> and it's fat joe fat joe he would definitely know yeah, Bottom line, your chances are slim to none if you want not only to become a rapper on any level, your chances on any recognizable level, the chances of becoming a rapper is pretty difficult. But if you're talking about the highest level, the Jay-Z type of level, that Lil Wayne type of level, it's really hard to do. Let me so. let me let me put it in perspective for you. Let me put it in perspective for you, so you know. And this isn't this isn't a a, a dream crusher. If you want to rap, if you want to be an MC, you can still do your thing. But you got to be realistic. Realistic. You got to realize it. what you're shooting for. I mean, you know, if you shoot for the stars, you will fall amongst the clouds. So I guess if you aim for Jay Z, then you'll end up, I don't know, being Fat Joe. <laughs> If you ain't from Fat Joe, you'll end up being, I don't know. Soldier boy. So if you aim high, then, you know, you're and, still and, pretty much and, and good. Some of you, for some of you niggas, yes, I'm crushing your dreams. And but, the audacity of me to sit here with a newly podcast and a former local independent rapper and crush your dreams. I'm not bitter. I'm 37 years old. I hear you motherfuckers. This nigga damn near 40 telling niggas not to rap. Nigga, you ain't even make it. Nigga, you still trying to get in the game and you damn near 40. No, actually, I'm not. Um, I've changed my hustle. Yes. I'm doing something different. Yes. But I'm also realistic. The thing about it is I got a family. I, like I said, I'm a grown-ass man. I got a family. So my hustle can't be the same. My hustle had to become more realistic. So I had to find something. I had to, shit, fuck it, get a job, a real job, take my ass back to school and put together a real career because the key to your hustle is, I'm going to give you the key to your hustle right now, is this. Take your dream and find something to fuel it other than your hope, your wish, your grind, and your desire. You have to get something a few especially if you single especially if you ain't got no attachments you ain't got a serious girlfriend you ain't got no kids or nothing like that take them get a job get a real fucking job don't don't be on the block don't do the whole jay-z scenario where you think you just gonna go and sell weed you know get your little packs of weed and go out there and and make your money that that right that right there in itself is 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 hip-hop folklore you know what i'm saying as 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 true as some of these stories are uh the chances of you actually making it out of that situation are probably slimmer than you becoming a rapper you know what i'm saying so um, you know, get a job that's going to fuel your dreams and put that money into your dreams. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying be smart about how you do it and know your expectations. Know what you want from the game even before you start to make a step towards the game. It might, there's, another, there's another Kendrick somewhere in the world. There's another Jay-Z somewhere in the world. But I want to put this in perspective for you like this. I don't know the exact population of Brooklyn. Hey, Google that for me. The pop the uh, population of Brooklyn, New York. I don't know that, but and Joe's gonna do that, and I'm gonna say this. Think about this. Jay Z represents one percent 
of the rapping population from Brooklyn, New York. Little Wayne represents 1% of the rapping population from New Orleans. Yo Gotti represents 1% of the rapping population from Tennessee. 1%. 1 out of all the people in the game. All, all the people rapping in Brooklyn, New Orleans, and Tennessee, and Kendrick. In 2013, it was 2.5 million. Two point, he, was, he represents one out of 2.5 million people. Jay-Z represents one out of 2.5 million people that strove to be. That 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 strove 2. to be 5, a rapper 2. in the game. Rounded off to two point six. That's a lot of motherfuckers. A lot of motherfuckers, and you won't even know how many of them people rap. Everybody's a rapper right now. It's like you could take, you could literally close your eyes, take a stick, and throw it and hit a rapper. Like all you gotta do is just take a stick and throw it. And say, hey, nigga, you got bars? Hell yeah, I got bars, nigga. And I was actually thinking about this the other day, not even trying to gear up for the show, but I was thinking about how everybody raps and how that cheapens the culture yes now this is what i mean let me let me really break it down if you want to rap if you want to be a rapper don't let anything get in your way don't let anything we say get in your way but there are a lot of people in the rap game that don't know how to rap and they're just looking at it as Okay, this is a little hustle. I'm going to get into it. I'm, I'm a street nigga. I know how to sell dope. Or I know how to do this. I know how to do that. So let me get in the rap game and try to do my thing right quick and make some money off this rap shit. There aren't a lot of people getting into rap because it's a culture and an art form. Um, it's just getting real cheap because a lot of niggas don't know what the fuck they doing. It's more niggas who don't know what they doing than niggas who actually do know how to rap. And um, that's really, um, it's fucking up the game. This is really fucking. It, up the yeah, game. it is disappointing. Fu- it is fucking up the game, and it's like you said, it is kind of cheapening the culture, and it's and it's making it look easy. Rapping, yeah, you know, like pop. Um, um, what, what's the uh, contrary to popular if it's easy opinion? Because you're talented. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a difference between making it look easy because you're talented, and making it look cheap and dumbed down. Right. You know. Um, Kendrick makes it look easy. Then you have other rappers that I won't name. They make it look rudimentary. Like, come on, man. You ain't even representing the culture right. Yeah, because it's, it's become a money hustle. It's become the new basketball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. become, it's, and because, uh, you know, like our boyfriend. Well, that's not a good analogy. No, nigga. Back in the day, let's, okay, let's just, okay, let me put that statement in perspective. Back in, oh, let's talk before a rap. Let's talk before the opinion that all you were doing is rhyming, is just rhyming over a beat. Let's talk before Soldier Boy. Let's talk before, you know, a lot of people just started getting on the mic and just saying stuff. Let's no, talk. I was talking about the uh, basketball analogy. No, I'm taking you there. Check okay, it, okay. Now, now, check this out. Now, see, we're going to take it back to the early 80s yes, and sir. the 70s okay. and the 60s. Okay, when if you could not sing, you possibly could get a deal. 
like you had to actually have a and i'm not saying that hip-hop is a talent and i'll discuss that in a minute but you actually had to have a god-given talent as far as what people thought you had to be able to play an instrument you had to be able to actually sing you had to be able to actually do something that other people could not do and those people are few and far in between everybody else had to get a job you get what i'm saying and then you have those people and the reason i say rap is the new basketball because basketball in some communities was looked at the same way people look at rap now i got enough skills to get in the nba i'm finna try to get in the nba most dudes dreams in the first and most dude that that dream that first dream in the hood they either want to be a football player or a basketball player and then it's like everything else like when you're in elementary school you want to be in the nba because black people the mind state that you a lot of inner city black people now, I don't mean to say that like that. That sounds fucked up when I say it. But a lot of us in the hood, you know, we, we come from a poor mind state. And we're trying to get money. You see what I'm saying? And we're looking for that. And we're looking for that. And we're looking for that way out. You, you see what I'm saying? And so anything that a lot of people are raised, like, uh, speaking of talent, since we since this show is basically about talent, like, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, african-americans that i noticed and i didn't start peeping on this until lauren started going to um a predominantly white school my niece yeah 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 yeah. she didn't start going to a predominantly white school where we would go to talent shows right and it would be completely different from a black talent show like a black talent show is like they're gonna dance they're gonna rap they're gonna sing and then you know you're gonna have a bunch of people do that you're gonna pick the best one you're gonna go home a white talent show man these folks was doing they was flipping they was taking like water and putting it inside cups and playing the water instrument you know what i'm saying they (laughs) were twirling batons they were doing all kind of other stuff that black people don't consider a talent and i'm saying all that to say this um if you know how to do math real well that's a talent if you can read extremely well that's a talent i agree if you can if you communicate real well that's an actual talent you know what i'm saying and we um we don't look at that stuff. We don't look at those things like they're talent because the only thing that we attach talent to is monetary value. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, he's a good running back. He can get the NFL. Oh, he's a good uh, point guard. He can get to the NBA. Well, oh, he got bars. Well, touching on he that can get analogy, the Def Jam. Touching on that analogy, um, the physical stuff, the sports, shit like that. It seems more feasible. For a black person to throw a ball, slam dunk a ball, smack a ball with a baseball bat, all that stuff seems more feasible than becoming a doctor, lawyer, yada, yada, yada. But that's because a lot of people ain't training their kids to become doctors and and lawyers. And and you're right. But at the same time, I want to make sure that we don't try to push people away from sports. Or away from rap. And it's not really about sports. It's not really about rap at the end of the day. It's really about us as people. But we're talking about it in the conversation. And, and you know what? Music. And I'm going to tell you straight up. I am trying to push people away from sports. 
I am trying to push black people away from sports. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Or maybe maybe push people away is is, well, here's is a the thing. harsher let, word. Let me let me say it's too harsh of a phrase. I, I I understand where you're coming from, and I can't disagree with you or anybody else for saying that because we do need doctors and lawyers and judges and you know, believe it or not, we need police officers. We need these things that take this mental shit. <laughs> we need these things, you know. Um, but I value the platform that hip hop gives you. I value the platform that sports and combat sports, boxing, these things that black people gravitate toward. And it's not all black people. But if you just want to be stereotypical, let's say that niggas play basketball, niggas play football, and niggas box, and niggas don't go to school to become doctors let's be stereotypical and say that yeah well what's wrong with somebody using their basketball celebrity to change the world their boxing celebrity to change the world their hip-hop celebrity to change the world there is nothing wrong with that and i'm not trying to push people in any direction at the end of the day you have a service and you have to give you have to use your talent to help society. Right. Exactly. And if your talent is taking a scalpel and cutting somebody open and doing surgery, that's your talent. That's how you give back to the community. You can do that with hip hop. You can do that yeah. with basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can be a public servant with your God given talent. So me personally, I wouldn't stress putting down the basketball and picking up a scalpel, putting down the mic and picking up a gavel. I wouldn't stress that. As much as I would stress, help someone, each one teach one. No matter what you do, use your God-given talent to give back to the world. Here's my here, here's exactly what I'm saying. Which that doesn't happen as much as it needs to in hip-hop. That is my point. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying, put down the motherfucking notebook or the uh, 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 iPhone or whatever you rap into or whatever you write your rhymes on get out the motherfucking freestyle which, uh, get out the studio with your punk ass freestyles and go do something else and if you're a whack ass rapper then yes I am trying to push you away from hip hop especially if you know how to rap hell you know what rap and be a doctor shit but if you know how to rap use that opportunity to change the world don't be selfish with it see that's Joe being all nice and, and, and trying to Make you feel better about your bullshit. I mean, if that's, see, that's not my job. If you're whack, then yes, stop rapping, and you're about bullshit. And stop see, Joe wants to the be encouraging. Up. He wants to be encouraging. I want to be encouraging to the people who know how to rap. If you I got bars, listen. I want to be. I'm a, I want to be encouraging to the responsible MC who knows how to rap, and that's his God-given talent. And if that's what you want to do, pick up the mic and rap. Get a job. Get a job. Rap. You can do multiple things. You can be a doctor. You can be a rapper. You can have a side take your job. Ass to school. You can take your ass to school and rap at the same time. You can be trying to get your little what they call it when you try to be a doctor. It take ten years to blow up, nigga. What you get when you try to be a doctor? With my uh, ignorant uh, PhD. Uh, you can study for your PhD. A doctorate. A, and then I at, guess I don't know. And then on the side, do your hip hop. Nigga, I got shit. my GED. I don't know. Hell. Okay, I'm rambling. <laughs> my point is this. My point is this. 
Take your God-given talent and serve the people. Rap, basketball, yada, yada, yada. That's my point. That's your point. And your point is very positive, and your point is very... uh, uh, what's wrong with society right now? It's fucked up. It's th- th- yeah. Your point is very what's wrong with because it's like we're 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 baybaying and woo wooing and poo pooing these these this up. the next generation into their fucking dreams. The cream rises to the top all the time. So you, I'm so not do you telling, disagree with me. Yes, I disagree with you on certain points. I get your positiveness and I get the fact that you don't want to discourage anybody and that you want to nurture those who need to be nurtured. But at the same time, we need to force some realistic expectations on. Because they're like, once again, you might have bars. Fair work can have bars. You can be the shit. It don't mean you're going to get on. Exactly. And it don't mean, and it doesn't mean that even if, look that even the, even if you start the uh, independent record label, it doesn't mean you're gonna get on. Exactly. And and but, when you realize that, you make the transition. And I want, and don't get me wrong, I want people to do you. Don't listen to me. Don't don't listen to my stupid ass if you don't want to. Fuck, you can say fuck Lawrence G. Turn this off and go rap, and you can diss me or whatever the hell you're gonna do. I don't care. This is what I want. I want black people especially to put academics on the same level as having bars and throwing a ball. They are I agree with that. Yes, that is what I want. That is what I want. And I want us to expand our view on what successful is. We have been entertaining people for a very long time. We, they are comfortable with us standing in front of them and entertaining them. They are very comfortable with that because a nigga that's smiling and a nigga that's dancing is a nigga that's not a threat. A nigga with a scalpel in his hand telling you that if you don't get this surgery from me and because you might die is very unsettling yep i want i I want people to be unsettled if that's the case if that's the case you get what i'm saying smart nigger is an uppity nigger (laughs) and that's that's what i want you know what i'm saying like i said if you got bars ball nigger (laughs) that's all you can do is play ball run you nigger run that's fast nigga right there. That's a very obnoxious voice. I need to stop. It's perfect voice. It's the guy I see in my head right now. <laughs> but my point, my point <laughs> is just do more. I get your overall point. Do more. That's that's all I want to say. Since you do put it more. that way, I, I get your overall. Do more. Point. And and in order for us to do more, some of y'all niggas' dreams gonna have to be crushed. I would just say it's gonna take that. It's gonna take a slap and it's gonna take a slap of reality in the back of your head to say, oh shit. I, yeah, I need some to talented MCs. To I need to do something else. There are some talented MCs that have legitimate talent and they won't make it. And I pray that you make the transition before it's too late. And and let me say this. And let me say this. Not making it doesn't mean stop rapping. No, you can just diversify you know like lawrence g you know uh, if you rap 
if you see that it's not panning out the way you want it to pan out, well, go from rapping to talking about rapping. Go from stay within the realm of your wheelhouse and your talent, but diversify. You can be in 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 the hip hop world and do more than people. Let me just have a confession. I hear what you're saying. Let me do it. With that being said, I don't I don't think it's over for anybody who wants to. Let me let me just be let me just spit bars. Let me just have a confession. The reason that I'm doing this show is because I'm bitter. What are you bitter about? Because I didn't make it. I'm 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 bitter. Because I had talent and I got bars and I wasted my opportunities. And I'm getting old and the beards that the hairs in my beard are getting gray and i'm losing half a step and i got two kids and i'm on a cleanse diet and i'm shitting all the time and i'm angry and i got two kids and i'm angry about that and i want everybody that's better than me not to write. i want to discourage people i'm a hater i'm a troll that's what I, that is the goal that's what i'm doing right now well that's extremely fucked up and uh, yeah, if you can rap, chase your dreams. Fuck don't, your dreams. Don't I'm angry about your dreams. I'm gonna appear in your dreams. When you dream about rapping at night, I'm gonna appear in your dreams and I'm gonna kill your damn dreams. Fuck your dreams. But I'll I'll tell you what I want though. I would like people to chase their dreams and their goals, no matter what it is. But use your God-given talent to help the world and that sounds idealistic and unrealistic but that's what you got to do you have to be able to okay let's take hip-hop since since this is the conversation we're having let's take hip-hop for example hip-hop can be a very deep art form and it already is but i i don't think we've taken it to the next level which is <sighs> the next level for hip hop is people looking at it as seriously as we look at teachers or as seriously as we look at doctors and lawyers. Will that ever happen? Probably not. How in the hell is that? Is that happen? realistic? How in the Maybe hell is that not. gonna happen? It happens when Responsible MCs understand that their words are powerful when they when responsible MCs understand that this is a platform where I can change the world. I'm I'm gonna tell you Don't uh, nobody wanna hear that shit. Niggas I'm, wanna I'm a, turn up. Woo, woo, skirt, skirt. Niggas wanna turn up. Niggas wanna turn up. Don't nobody wanna hear that wrong with world up. changing shit. We Listen. wanna pop Molly, turn up, let me and let me fuck say this. bitches. And sit the lean. one artist. It's a lot of artists who do what I'm talking about. Twilib Kweli does what I'm talking about. He don't stay turned. Tupac did what I'm he talking dead. about. He can't turn because he dead. Kendrick Lamar, he, he ain't turned. He what too I'm deep. Talking about. He too deep. Talking all that black righteous shit. These are rap artists where if you listen to them, they actually give you life lessons. They give you jewels. And, and I can name a bunch but of artists. But they ain't turned though. What's he, they he, ain't lit. Nigga. You, Kendrick Lamar ain't lit, nigga. Kendrick, he does get turned up, and you can be turned up. Nigga, to pimp a butterfly was not lit. Yeah, but the first album was turned up on some levels. Yeah, but this one ain't lit, and this all we <laughs> I'm care about. I'm making good goddamn points. And though. this one is all we care about. So Kendrick ain't lit. That nigga hating on me, but 
my point is no like, i'm not hating on you we just want to get lit and get money and fuck bitches and, and it's nothing wrong with that molly it's nothing wrong with that see i don't want to i don't want to come off as one of those skirt, guys skirt 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 whoop whoop i don't want to come off as one of those guys where um you fucking up my train so goddamn bad you motherfucker and they're gonna end up getting beat up in this goddamn studio by his little brother Shit, what the fuck? I'm was just I trying saying? to get lit and turnt, man. Dab oh, on him. Dab that's, on him. That's what I was about to Look say. Look at my dad. I'm actually glad you said lit and turnt. It's nothing wrong with being, you know, lit and turned up. It's okay. Music, music is art, and can't nobody tell you how to mold and create your art. And I'm not the type of guy who wants every rapper to wear a dashiki and be Twilib Kwali and be conscious. Tyler. You don't, don't wear damn dashikis. I'm just That's saying. Disrespectful. I'm. You know what I'm saying. You don't have to be the conscious rapper to make a difference. Hell, Ludacris is a rapper who does it all. Ludacris can talk about smoking weed. He can talk about shooting niggas. He can talk about fucking hoes, and then he can make a song like Runaway Love. That type of artist. You know, it was a campaign too. Do you know that that was an actual campaign? He act I cannot think of the organization that he was with, but he he actually had a campaign during that time where he was helping runaways. That that is my fucking example. Take the platform you are given as an MC. It don't matter what kind of music you make. Well, it does matter. It does matter. I can um I can make. I'm gonna let you finish your point, but I actually have a counter to that statement. But take your platform as an MC and do something. Make songs that help and your actions must help. Inside and outside the studio, you have to give back to society. Ludacris is a good example. Common is a good example. Kendrick Lamar. And I can name a bunch of MCs. Jay got a bunch of conscious bars. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. So, and it's not about being conscious. I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like the only way you can make a difference in hip hop is if you're always being this super uber conscious miracle, miracle you know, ass. You okay, ain't gotta be me, like let me the say this. Nigga. I'm gonna tell you this. Let me tell you a rapper. It is very but use your platform to make a difference. Uh, there is a rapper. He's an OG Mako. Yeah. Listen to that dude's music. OG Mako. When I tell you that this dude is is ratchet righteousness in his music. His music is lit. And conscious at the same time. It's be- I love OG Mako because he give you that turnt sound, but when you listen to the lyrics, it's like you would almost think that OG Mako is just your typical trap rapper, and then you listen to him, and you go, oh, shit, this nigga is, he's very smart because he's giving people what they want. And Bitch, you guessed it. Ain't that, that, it? that nigga, that, that same nigga right there, you listen, li- get deeper into his catalog. Get deeper in the OG Mako's catalog, and you'll be very pleased with what you hear. That's a dude that's actually taking what we're talking about. He's mixing that message. This is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show, and we're going to wrap this thing up, and we'll be back in a minute. This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by BadMagics.com. BadMagics is a secret group whose primary objective is to educate the masses. Just kidding. But really, they do educate the masses. In all honesty, they're here to create an expressive platform for art, design, ideas, and opinions. They're the roll-up-the-sleeves type guys who don't mind getting dirty. 
basically a spinoff of the do-it-yourself counterculture. Bad Magics is inspired by pop art, lowbrow art, southern lifestyle, southern skateboarding, punk, and hip-hop culture. Their designs are characteristics of the 1980s street art and the advent of streetwear at the end of the millennium. Their lines consist of graphic tees, outerwear, headwear, and accessories. More than just a clothing line or an online journal, Bad Magics is a lifestyle initiative dedicated to its fan base and reflective of the community and culture. Simply put, they're bad. Bad Magics, defender of the true school. This is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I'm Lawrence G. And this is Joey Barnum. And we are finna get into it right about now, man. It's, it's time to go head up, man. Time for me and you to, to, to duke it out, nigga. Uh, this week's uh, verses. You see whose dick's bigger. <laughs> I am not filling out my dick in here. You're stretching. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what movie that was in. These two little boys was comparing dicks, and the motherfucker. He said, "Hey, you're cheating. You're stretching." <laughs> what well, kind of conversation well, is this? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm uncomfortable right now. So I'm going to just turn the conversation back where it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, hip hop, hip hop. It was written. Yeah, uh, today's verses is Illmatic versus It Was Written. And um, we flipped the coin. Joe took Illmatic, and I got It Was Written. So we're both going to break down these albums and go head to head. So, Joe, I give the floor to you. Well, um, Illmatic is Nas's best album. It is one of the best hip hop albums of all time. It is the quintessential hip hop album of all time. Like when you think of hip hop, you think of Illmatic. Um, DJ Premier, LES. Pete Rock, Large Professor, Q-Tip. Those are the, I mean, goddamn, he worked with some real legends on that album. On his first album, as a matter Um, of fact. Then the singles he had, Life's a Bitch, New York State of Mind, um, Memory Lane, The World is Yours. I mean, I could break this thing down in 50 different ways, but I'm not because most people in the world would agree with Joey Burnham when he says, and I am speaking in, is that third person I'm speaking in? I'm speaking in another person because Joey Burnham says Immaculate is the best. Did you just say Immaculate? Yes, I'm thinking of the battle rapper. <laughs> Illmatic is the best album. That's that's your whole stance. That's that's my whole stance. Ill, Ill, Illmatic is better than it was written. Illmatic is better than it was written. Yes, it is. So I guess the floor is mine right now. Yeah. Okay. So let's break this thing down. It was written. Pick it back enough of what you said. Illmatic. Yeah. Illmatic was a monumental album. You are not going to see production come together like that ever again in hip hop for a first album. 
once again. And that was his day his debut. And yeah, that was his debut that. album. That was the album that came straight that. out the gate. So once again, Q Tip, L E S, Large Professor, Pete Rock, uh DJ Premier. You know what I'm saying? The all these dudes are legends now, partially because of that album. Let's not forget where Pete Rock and Q-Tip were in their careers at this point. These dudes were gods at this point. And they stood behind Nas. But now we move into Nas' second album, which was It Was Written. And um, I have tried (laughs) many, many ways to figure this thing out. And I just kind of sort of couldn't do it. Um, When you look at It Was Written... It's supposed to be better than Illmatic. But it ain't. You got production from the Trackmasters. It's a good album, but it's not better than You got production from the Trackmasters. His first one. You got production from Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying? You got features from Foxy Brown at the height of her career. You got features from uh, AZ and Cormega. You got The Firm. You got... Lauren Hill on a single and then you take this weird turn and you start to see Nas become this caricature that was the issue I had like I tried and tried and tried and tried to come up with a real deep argument for why it was written was better than it do you concede but I do concede, but let me explain why I Yay. concede. Um, because on paper, this album looks like it's supposed to be great. And then you listen to it. Yeah. And you go, it doesn't feel the same. And of course, of course, it's not going to compare to Illmatic. Illmatic is an album where it took your first album is your first is, is so great because it takes you all your life to make your first album. Yeah, exactly. And your and and the second album you on tour you trying to live up to label expectations but it was written for what Nas was doing was just too damn big it was you know what I'm saying everything was just it, 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 incredible production all the beats were banging the lyrics were on point but he lost authenticity. Right there when he went into the whole mafioso gangster side of it. And the true Escobar, enough, the Escobar, the Escobar thing. And, 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 and let's give him credit for going into, he, he set the spark for Only Built for Cuban Links. He set the spark for Reasonable Doubt. You know what I'm saying? These albums came out after, Nas came out, um, uh, It Was Written came out in 95. Cuban Links came out in 96. Uh, Reasonable Doubt came out in 96 and they were all on that mafioso Don Dada kind of vibe but they felt more genuine I thought Reasonable Doubt was I thought that was 97 might have been 97 but they felt more genuine than uh, yeah only only Cuban Links came out in 95 Reasonable Doubt came out in 96 but, but they corrected. but they but they um they felt more genuine Nas didn't feel as genuine because he came from that kid from the project's perspective and then immediately one album later you a mop you a don nigga and you became a character of yourself a caricature of yourself and i really think that he lost his authenticity 
at that moment. And I really think that he lost a bit of what made him Nas right then, and he continued it on. Yes, the album sold well. Yes, the album was critically acclaimed. And it yes. was a good album. It sold it just, four million it copies. It just wasn't better than uh, Illmatic. And so that leaves me, let's open up the conversation for this. Um, let's talk about Nas's catalog. But what album is? A lot of niggas, Nas can't beat his first album, and it's a lot of other rappers that can't beat his first album. But let's talk about his full catalog after Illmatic. Nas, to be an incredible MC that he is, and, and, and to be as accomplished as he is, does not have the greatest catalog in hip-hop. Um, And Jay-Z touched on that in his uh, diss takeover. He touched on that. That's a one hot album every 10-year average, and that's so lame. So, yeah, he touched on that. Yeah, man, he definitely touched on it. Um, It's just... Immaculate is a classic album. Why you keep calling it Immaculate? Because I'm still thinking about that goddamn battle rap. <laughs> Illmatic is a classic album. <laughs> it was now you got to think about that shit when you say it. I know, that's why I like it. Illmatic. Illmatic is a classic album. Uh, you sound like Lear Coin. It was written. It was a good album. I am. That's a damn good album. Eh. That was a that was a good album. Eh. I like I am. Nostradamus. Yeah, boo boo. A lot of people didn't like that. Nostradamus was boo boo. A lot of people didn't. Stillmatic. Now, now Stillmatic is when he Stillmatic is when he kind of came back. You know, Jay Z gave him that shot in the arm, and it was just kind of a like, okay, you need you need to get back to your square on this one. So yeah, Stillmatic was a classic one. Godson, that was solid. Eh, I listened to Godson recently as a, as an adult, and it didn't hit me the same. It was solid. It wasn't. I a can't classic. say it, it was. It wasn't, it wasn't a classic. classic. It's it wasn't not a classic, classic, but it was it solid. Was solid. It was solid. The Lost Tapes. Eh, I can't count that as an album, but it was awesome. But I can't count it as right. A, it, I don't think it was. Class. It had its moments. Well, Lost Tapes. Yes. Okay. The Lost Tapes is not an album. But if the Lost Tapes was an actual album instead of a collection of random songs, the Lost Tapes would be one of its classic albums. Every single song on the Lost Tapes is fire. The you should have put them damn Lost Tapes on them other whack-ass albums and stretched his damn catalog out some more. The Lost Tapes can't be judged like an album. But if it was an actual album instead of random shit, instead of Lost Songs... That would be second to Illmatic, in my opinion. Really? So put them in order. My Illmatic, Lost Tapes. I am. Again, I just know that Lost Tapes is not an album, so it's hard for so me to you put can't, that in So there. you can't really put it in perspective. I can't put it in there. Um, But in my opinion, his best albums, number one would be Illmatic. Number two would be Stillmatic. Number three, mm -mm. man, that's a hard one. I guess number three for me would be I Am. Okay, give me some singles off of I Am. I Am had Favor for a Favor. Okay, yeah, him and Scarface. That was my shit. I Am also had... um, 
Nas is like DJ Premier. Nas is like life or death. Oh, okay. You know what? You know what? Okay, I am. Yeah. Okay. New okay. York State of Mind Part Two. That's also the one that had uh 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 shit. What's the name of that song? If Rewind was on that one. Rewind was on Still Maverick. Uh, and that's the second. His first, his first album. Is his best, Illmatic. His second best album is Stillmatic. And then I Am. And then for me, I Am will be his third best album. I got to go back and I got to listen to I Am. Because I tried to listen to Godson. And Godson, I don't know what I was on when I was back back then, but it was horrible. I couldn't sit all the way through it. That's my opinion. You know, I, I think, I don't think anybody would disagree with my one and two. But I think my number. Oh, three. niggas will disagree with this whole damn conversation. Nas is a legend, and you can't say nothing wrong about a legend. I, I mean, can say something wrong with a legend. Nas is not Nas the most consistent. In rapper. my top five best MCs, name of your all top times. five. Name your top five. My top five, man, it fluctuates, but on the spot, I would have to say my top five. That's right. We and I hesitate. Let me hesitate and bullshit and beat around the bush for a second. Because I have two different top fives. I have the all around, the versatile, the all encompassing top five, which it's about album sales. It's about albums. It's about classics. It's about music. It's about your impact on the culture. That's my all around versatile top five. Then my separate top five is just lyrics. So that's so the top me, 10 because, Joseph, I didn't know if you know this, but 5 plus 5 is 10. Yes, but I'm going to give you the all-encompassing top 5. My top 5 in that category would be Tupac, Biggie, Eminem, Nas, and Jay-Z. Tupac. I was born in 1983, so if I didn't mention Rakim, it's because I'm just, I didn't come up on Rakim. Let me give you my top five. Even though Rakim is, you know, he's in really in the top five. Because all those rappers, you just, like, okay, like that's everybody's top five. I mean, that's like, that's like the Mount Rushmore hip hop right there. Yeah, especially for this generation. Especially especially for this generation. That's the Mount Rushmore hip hop. My top five, and this is in no particular order, are Bun B. Mm-hmm. Scarface, Killer Mike, Black Thought, and Joel Ortiz. Hell no. That is, that is my top five. I can see the only nigga I can see being in top five that you mentioned is Scarface. And Scarface is in my top ten. But Black Thought is not in your top five. Black Thought is in Killer my top. Killer Mike is not in your top five. Killer Mike is top five. Let me say them again. Go ahead. Bun B. Not in my top five. Killer Mike. Not in my top five. Black Thought. In my top 15. Scarface. In my top 10. And Joel Ortiz. Not in my top five. You are nuts. So, that's crazy because none of those guys, except for Scarface and Black Thought. Scarface and Black Thought, I, I, can, I can see where you're coming from. And everybody else. But what are name. you basing your top five on? This. Going back to what I said, this particular top five that I'm speaking of right now, it includes lyrics, album sales, impact on the culture, popularity, um, 
it includes all of these categories. And when you think about all of those categories, that's why Tupac, Biggie, Eminem, Jay-Z, and Nas. Tupac, Biggie, Eminem, Jay-Z, and Nas. Yeah, that's five. That's why they get brought up in that top five, because they meet all that criteria of popularity, lyrics, album sales, impact on the culture. Okay, but that's everybody's top five. But why is it everybody's top five? uh, It stands to reason alone that those it's the top five. Exactly. Like I said, that is the hip-hop mountain. Non-hip-hop fans would say what I just said. And I know what I'm saying comes off as cliché. That and that right there, but is why I don't put them in my top five but because guess what? they're already top five. I said my top five. Oh. Top five is a personal. Okay, thing. now that gets into my second category. That gets into personal beliefs. That the second category, I would say, it gets into lyrics, and it doesn't really depend upon album sales. It doesn't really depend upon album sales and all that. And I really want Andre 3000 to be in my top five. <laughs> He's interchangeable with Joel Ortiz. They, they, depending on how I feel, they, they, they interchange. If spots. you sit down right now and think about your top five, top ten, then Joel Ortiz, as great as he is, gets pushed out for Andre. Joel Ortiz, look, this, this is what you should have said. If you want, if you want to bring up a top five. I'm, I'm about How to you tell me what I'm, I I'm should about to say. give you the top five that Lawrence G should have given you to compete with Joey Burnham's top five. If you just wanted to be different and argue a point, you should have said Rakim, Scarface, Black Thought. Who else? You should have put Biggie in it, and you should have put Pac in it. But that's so damn cliche. Number one, here's the reason why. Matter of fact, okay, okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me explain. Let me, here's the reason Andre why. Andre 3000, Black Thought. Um, Big Pun. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Rakim. Kumo D. Ice Cube. Eminem. Tupac Biggie. I'm just naming random rappers now. But all of these rappers that I named. They push people like Joel Ortiz out of the top 10. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why this is my top 10. Number one, I can't pick Rakim because I'm Joel Ortiz is super fucking nice, too. Here's the reason why I can't put Rakim in my top five. And this is no disrespect to Rakim. I, 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 I wasn't around for the Rakim thing. I don't... I. I don't understand it. I understand the impact, but it didn't affect my life. I respect Rakim as an MC, and I understood what he did, and the, the dude got bars. Salute to the God. But he didn't impact me. Um, I'm never going to put Eminem, Jay-Z, Nas, Tupac, and Biggie in my top five because that's everybody's top five. But a just, top five is a personal choice. A top five to me is like a fingerprint. That's why I said your top five. A top five to me is a personal print. That's because those guys are so cliche. Those guys right there, they ain't, it, like I said, it, it's self-explanatory that they're top five. You don't even have to mention that they're top five. Those are gods in the game. We don't even have to say they're top five. So to me, it's like, once again, it's cliche and completely unnecessary to put them in your top five. When I say top five... Top five can requires thought. Top five requires for you to look at 
who, in your opinion, deserves these coveted five spots. And if you look at Bun B, Bun B damn near got 30 years in the game. Scarface got over 30 years in the game. Black Thought is crushing everybody. The only reason we don't put Black Thought in that category, he, he is the most overlooked, underrated rapper on the list, and this dude crushes yeah, everybody. Black Thought is in my top And the only reason he does that is because he's 15. the front man for The Roots. And that's so weird that he doesn't have a solo album because he's part of The Roots. But if you think about it, he on every damn song. They, the Roots is music. The Roots is the backup band. He's the lead singer. You wouldn't say that shit about... Uh, 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 Gladys Knight You know what I'm saying And she had the pips behind her So Black Thought crushes everybody Joel Ortiz is just a beast You know what I'm saying And, that, and that's why I got And that's why those guys and, and he's also interchangeable with Andre 3000 My issue with Andre 3000 right now Is I'm selfish about him Because the dude is a god And I, he's a fucking unicorn And I want him to put out a solo album And I want him to I, I want and he's not going to do it because he's in a totally different mind space. But I honestly think I can speak for most of the hip-hop fans and say, we want an Andre 3000 album because we want him to snatch the crown. We want him to rap. We want him to put bars on him. You know what I'm saying? And be Andre 3000 and make that incredible album and, 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 and be what we expect him to be. Is he going to do that? No, because the nigga's a unicorn and he's a weirdo. He is the rap version of Maxwell and Sade. He going to do what the fuck he want to do, when he want to do it, and that's it. So I can't put him in my top five right now. He's an incredible rapper. He's top six, but I can't put him in my top five until I get a non-singing album from him. He's done more than... um. He's done way more than um, Joel Ortiz. Yeah, he's done way more than Joel Ortiz. And he Joel should Ortiz be in your top five. He's a beast. They're interchangeable. Today, I just They're feel, not interchangeable. To me, uh, th th nigga, this is my personal top five. I know it's your personal top five, but it's Joel They're Ortiz They're interchangeable. Today I, feel, today, I feel like Joel Ortiz gets that fifth spot. Tomorrow, I might feel like Andre 3000 gets right, that well, fifth spot. Well, say this. And yes, number seven would be Number seven would be MF Doom. Number eight would be Ghostface. Now that's getting into my second again. Number and nine, I hate to cut you off. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, number nine would um, I can't even think of who a number nine would be right now. If I had to just say off the top of my head who who would hold my number nine spot, now that would probably be nice. Nine would probably be nice. Based strictly off category, <laughs> uh, not category but catalog. Uh, ten, I would probably say Kanye. Okay, now. And 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 really, honestly and truthfully, like I said before, that's in no particular order. Well, let me say this. When somebody asks me, name your top five rappers of all time. To me, a top five, top 10, top 20, top 100, whatever. That list in my mind means when when somebody asks me that, what I hear is this. Who's the first ballot Hall of Famer? But see, you when you say when th this is my opinion and my feeling, when somebody says, Joseph, name your top five rappers, name your top 10 rappers. What I hear is. Who's the first ballot hip hop Hall of Famer? Or yada, yada, yada. Right. 
And my response is always going to be Tupac, Eminem, Nas, Jay-Z, Biggie. Right. It's cliche. But if you look at it in terms of Hall of Fame, those five guys I just named are first ballot Hall of Famers. I don't feel like greatness, and that's what they are. That's greatness. It has to be constantly restated. We already it's know that Michael Jordan. Be constantly we already know the one of the greatest basketball players is Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, uh, Magic Johnson, uh, Dr. J. We already know this. Uh, Bill Russell. We already know that. That's the Mount Rushmore of basketball. They don't need to be stated. We already know LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Kevin, uh, 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 I mean, what's his name? Uh, KG, KD, Kevin Durant. Shit, I'm fusing him with Kevin Garnett, who should be up there too. Kevin Durant, uh, James Harden, uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. We, we already know these greats. Now, when you say personal, you got to dig in and you got to look and you got to say, what do these people mean to me? Because like I said, to me, a top five is as unique as a thumbprint. So you got it. So for, for me, you're to, right. But I, I don't know. I, I feel differently. I think a top five should be looked at like a Hall of Fame and Joel Ortiz, Joel Ortiz and most of the people you named outside of Black Thought and Scarface will not get inducted into the Hall of Fame before these people. So Bum B won't be a Hall of Fame rapper. He will be. Hell, every, Mike, everybody you Hill named. Mike wouldn't be a Hall of Fame Everybody rapper. me and you named will be in the Hall of Fame, but not first ballot. First ballot, second ballot, or however many ballots there are to the Hall of Fame. If you think about it in the Hall of Fame mind state, then Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Eminem, and Nas will go first. Hell, Rakim goes before them. Yeah, I can then agree with the, that. The, you know, the first ballot would be Rakim and Kumo D and Big Daddy Kane. That's first ballot KRS Hall of Fame. One. KRS One. That's first ballot. Not necessarily because they came around first, but that's first ballot. Second ballot, Tupac, Biggie, Jay Z, Eminem. Third ballot would be, I guess, Kendrick and them. And then yada, yada, yada. Maybe you can throw in Joel Ortiz in the third ballot or whatever. Let's not put it but in the But they're still in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But yeah. they're still in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. They are in the Hall of they're Fame. Still, and Bun B is definitely a Hall of Famer. Yes. I'm not Killer saying. Killer Mike. Come on. Killer Mike. Everybody you named, they are legends. They Or they will be legends. And they are already in Scarface my Hall of Fame. Scarface is a living legend right And Scarface now. is a living legend. And Bun B is a living legend right I can't. Now. Scarface and, and Black Thought being in your, and, in your and, top and, five, I totally agree with that. Even though they're not mine. And, and Bun, Bun B is a legend. Black Thought is a legend. Scarface is a legend. And Killer Mike, if he ain't a legend, he's already on his way to he's, being He's a on legend. his way to being a legend. Right. And he he's on his way. Um, Joel yeah. Ortiz. Joel Ortiz is in my top five because the dude is an animal. That's why. The dude is an animal. Joel he deserves, Ortiz. And he deserves to be in somebody's top five. He deserves to be mentioned in a top five. He deserves that much respect. Honestly and truthfully, if you want people that who deserve to be in your top five and deserve to be mentioned in your top five, you would have to include Joel Ortiz and Saha the Prince. Joel Ortiz and Saha the Prince, they deserve to be mentioned in a top 50, but not a top five. You bullshit. Because when you say top five... They're not elite. Them dudes ain't elite. They're elite, but they're not top five. 
them motherfuckers, man, them niggas top five. They deserve to be mentioned in now, somebody's top five. Let's slide over into something else I want to talk about. I preface my last situation by saying that my top Joey Burnham, me, my top five was an all-encompassing top five. My criteria is I have I have two separate lists. On one list, I have popularity, album sales, impact on the culture, and lyrics. And that list would be Eminem, Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas. The same old same. Okay. The cliche top five that everybody has. The reason why that one is cliche is because when you think of top five, you have to ask yourself, who is the absolute best? Not who's your personal best. Not who you listen to the most. You have to think about top five like it's a Hall of Fame. And my top five under the criteria that I just mentioned, Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Eminem, and Nas, they fall under that category where they have impacted the culture, they got lyrics, they're popular, they got album sales. Yeah, you said that. Listen, okay, so that's one. But Let that's me finish. One. Let me finish. Let me finish. That's that's that one. That's the one that's in the can. That's To me, that's like Hall of Fame. Now, if you want to talk about just lyrics alone, then Tupac wouldn't even be in my top five. Jay-Z wouldn't be in my top five. If you want to separate it and concentrate only on lyrics and not album sales, not impact on the culture, not yada, yada, yada. If you want to concentrate on just lyrics, then you got to, and my personal top five for that one would be Chino Excel, um, Cannabis, Eminem is still in my top five. Cannabis is questionable because he kind of fell off. And I can't even really name five motherfuckers in my own top Chino five. Chino Excel. But for example, matter of fact, Chino Excel, Crooked Eye, Eminem, I would say Rakim, and I don't have a, a fifth person off the top of my head. But my point is, they're separate. But we can do top fives. I can do top five trap. I can do top yeah. five traditional. I can do top five old school. I can do top five gangster. I can do top five conscious. I can do top five uh, 1995 to 2000. I mean, everybody got their own top fives. When I say top five, I'm talking about your personal, your top personal five. choice, yeah, which I think cool. everybody has. That's And that's what makes top five interesting. When you ask the question, who's your top five? That's what makes the question interesting. It's when you, when I pluck your brain, what comes okay. out? Because Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, and Eminem is the stereotypical top five that honestly and truthfully, if you're a hip-hop head, and even if you're if you're a hardcore hip hop head or if you're a casual hip hop head, you're gonna agree on. There's no 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 question about that. I want the top five that is personal to me. And I want to hear the top five that is personal to you. Well, you because got some people because some people because some people's top five is when I say like I said, your what's your yeah, top five? Exactly. Some people as got long top as five MF Doom and you know what I'm saying? As and long as it's labeled me. my personal top five. If you word it that way, as obnoxious as I'm being right now. Yeah, you I get into semantics. Yeah, I can't really tell you how to speak. But me personally, just speaking from my opinion, if someone says to me, name your top five, I'm thinking about the best of all time, 
not being biased, not being personal, not being attached. That's just to who it. they are. But everybody that's should just know that. Is. And that's cool. Everybody should know that. And that's answer. important. It's that's an important list that has to be had. It's yeah, not. But it's everybody not should know important that because everybody got it. Right. It's really more important because everybody got it. Because the United States of America, matter of fact, the whole world agrees on that. Mostly. And that's why it's the, and that's it's why the go-to it's answer. even more and in this go-to, and that's what makes it important. But you got that one. But if someone were to ask me a different question, okay, you gave me that that canned top five, right? The phoned in top five, which is genuine for me. But if somebody asked me, I mean, if what's genuine, your personal? My bad to cut you off. But if somebody asked me, what's your personal top five? Then my personal top five. Has nothing to do with any of those criteria. It'll be like Chino XL and, and Crooked Eye, because that's what I get down with. Somebody else's personal top five. Maybe, oh my God, I don't really want to hear anybody else's top five. In this it may be because I'm afraid I'm going to hear Future, Young Thug, uh, uh, Fetty Wap, and Nick Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, Drake. Lil, I'm sorry, Drake is top five of this generation, and and some generation. and somebody else, Lil Wayne and Drake, and they are top five of this generation. Top, personally, I think I, I am going to say number. He's back into the whole Nas conversation. Um, this generation's top five. This generation's Mount Rushmore. I'm going to say is Kendrick, J Cole, Big Sean, Big Crit, and Drake. I can see that. They are killing it right now. Wale, no, you are not in that top five. I don't know why Wale is not in that top five. I don't know why. To me, Wale is this generation's version of Fabulous, which is can wrap his ass off, but is never in anybody's top five. Okay. Maybe that's that's the new top five list. Who's not in your top five, top well, five? Let me give you my opinion of what the new top five is for this generation. The 2000s, the, the mid-2000s to today. I say like 2005 to 2016, the modern top five would be Kanye West, Lil Wayne, Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick. That's the modern top five. I can see that. That's the modern top five with Kanye being the elder statesman. Right, right. But I think we can agree on this. There are... Different top fives for different situations, different, different artists, categories. different genres, different categories. So it almost makes the top five conversation kind of like but, mute. But here's the thing. It's a good thing to argue about. It's a good thing to argue about, but here's the thing. You may have those different type of top fives, but you have one top five that trumps them all. Yes. And that is who's the best rapper of all time. Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, Eminem, Tupac. Boom. That's the canned answer. Nas. It's canned, but is it not relevant? Is it not important? It's important, but it's old. It's important, and it's relevant. It's important, but it's old. It is what it is. That's going to be the standard. Okay, okay. And you're right. We're both right, to be real. But peep this. Let's say you go to a school, and they always teach you about Martin Luther King. They always teach you about Harriet Tubman. You need... That information. Okay, so so Mr. Smarty Pan, who the top five? Who the top five uh, Black History folks? Number one, I'm too stupid to give you that answer. <laughs> Number two, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, Nat Turner, and, uh, and Nat Turner. Um, 
Frederick Douglass or something. Oh, you know, I, yeah, I, I take, I, out Frederick, take out Nat Turner, put in Frederick Douglass. Okay, so they, those they are the, your top five black history figures. So those, See, those we can are do top, top fives of everything. So I say that to say this. As canned, as phoned in, as the answers, as those answers are that you just gave me. Yeah. It's very important. It's very relevant. And yes, there are more people we can name. Yeah, but 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 it's that, important and it needs to be stressed. It's important. It needs to be said. It's already stated. But once you get past that, it's boring. And once you get past five, you have six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's boring. It is. But once you get past the top, because they're already stated. Everybody know. I can go right now and I can pick a person off the street and say who are the top five rappers, and they're going to probably name them people. And why would the they conversate? Because they're the standard. That's the upper echelon. That is the Mount Rushmore of hip hop, and that is boring because it is, it is more boring. interesting to give your personal because it makes you stretch, it makes you think, it makes you go into your personal choices and what you believe. Tupac, Biggie, Jay Z, Eminem, and Nas is the canned answer. It's the standard, which answer. everybody don't agree with. It. Most people do, in my opinion. I don't know anybody who wouldn't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, from no, from north to south, east, west, overseas, I don't know anybody who would not agree with that, and that's why it's boring. Exactly. Well, I don't think it's boring. It's but boring, I, but I would agree that it's like a go-to answer for me. It's very genuine when I say it. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I mean, and, and that's how you feel. My life. I mean, they impacted my life. They all of them impacted my life, and. Uh, Jay Z, I raised a lot of people in the streets, and so did Biggie. And Nas gave a not a not lot of knowledge, and too, I mean, that, that goes unspoken. But it don't mean it ain't boring. It's still boring. My top five is good because at least it makes you question why they my top five. It generates a good conversation, and you don't have to agree with my top five. Exactly. You don't have to agree with anybody's top five for it to be a relevant top five. Your top five is your top five because, once again, it's like your thumbprint. So, going back to the Nas situation, Illmatic versus It Was Written, right? I tried with it. I tried with It Was Written. I couldn't do it because I feel like if if I had to base Nas's top five nature off of that album, he wouldn't be in my top five. Nas is really barely in my top five now, as much as I respect him. He barely got into my top ten, and it's based off catalog. And Nas is a tremendous rapper. Nas is a tremendous lyricist, and 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 he all credit due to him. But that album right there, man, I just I just can't get with it. As much as I tried, as much as I want to, as much as could because we get into the thing of uh it's certain thing that hip hop heads should do. And you should, just for the sake of hip hop, say that that's a, a nice album. What it was written. Yeah. I mean it is a nice album. It, it, to me it's not it's but it's but it's, it's a good it's, album. It's not a great album. It's a it's a good album with some great singles and I I really enjoy the album. I like the singles. But the great album is Illmatic. Illmatic. That's the album that's great. And we can move on from that conversation. Uh, When we come back, I have got to sit down and have a conversation with the rap god. We'll be back. Grown-Ass Man Hip-Hop Show. This is the Grown-Ass Man Hip-Hop Show. I'm Lawrence G. And I'm Joey Burnham. Right about now, I need you to buy your heads, Joe. Mm Got to talk to the rap god. I got some Mm -hmm. things on my heart. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. 
Yes, Lord. I got to sit down. I got to talk to the rap guy right quick, man. I, I got to send one up. So uh, just bear with me. Uh, oh, most powerful and precious rap god. Purveyor of lyricism, creator of hardcore beats and rhymes. Oh, Father, we lost a good one, this. We lost a good one recently. Preach it, nigga, preach it. Fife Dog, he has gone on to the blinged out gates of rap heaven to be sitting next to the greats like Tupac and Biggie and Big L and hopefully. Easy E and Pun. Easy E and Pun. Hopefully they are all gathering around the table and welcoming Fife Dog in with open arms. R.I.P. Fife Dog. And a freestyle session. But Lord, during. Fife Dog's eulogy this past week, Andre 3000, one of your most precious disciples, Father. Yes, Lord. One of your most precious. He said something that broke me down. He broke me down, Joe. He broke me down. What did he say to you? He swell, brother, he said that Outcast and a tribe called Quest mm-hmm. were planning to do an album together. Yeah. But it didn't materialize because they didn't move on it. Oh, rap god. Shit. I just want to talk to you for a minute about that right there. This is so blasphemous. Oh, if we would have got that album for rap god. Oh. Please. Can you hear it now, Joe? Can you hear it now, Deacon Joey Burner? Yeah. Andre 3000 and Q-Tip on the same track. A tribe called Quest mm-hmm. <laughs> on Organized Noise Production. Say that one more time. I say Organized Noise and Tribe Called Quest on the same track. Mm-hmm. Hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. It hurts my heart that it didn't happen. Oh, oh rap God. Yes, sir. Rap God. Yes, sir. I just come down now and I just bow my head prayerfully and say that if there are any other niggas that are contemplating doing records together that they should do them before one of those Negroes falls ill, gets hurt, shot, overdoses on Molly or decides to retire for the congregate and compulate. Amen, brother. Say it. Oh, rap God. In Chuck D's name, rap God, we say amen and Amen. amen. This is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I'm Lawrence G. And I'm Joey Burnham, and I just want to apologize to God. <laughs> and um, R.I.P. Fife Dog. On a serious tip on some real shit. R.I.P. Fife Dog. R.I.P. Fife Dog. Pioneer of everything that we have ever done in hip hop and a pioneer of everything that these new guys are emulating nowadays. Um, they took the edge out of hip hop and reintroduced the fun and just the carefree attitude of it. And that was a refreshing thing. It was a beautiful thing. So RIP Fife. RIP Fife. And on that note, grown folks, I'm going to leave you with this grown ass men do grown man shit. Yes, sir. We out. This is a fourth coast media production. The grown ass man hip hop show 
is brought to you by Fourth Coast Media, produced by Lawrence Tremell, and recorded at Fourth Coast Studios. Fourth Coast? What?